Welcome back, everyone, to Phil's Recap and Review. Westworld, Season 1, Episode 7, and what the hell? Oh my fucking great, beautiful, amazing television show is going on here. Wow, what a great episode. Definitely a very focused episode. In a lot of ways, it was Bernard's story from beginning to end. And one thing I've been constantly saying about this show and was very evident in this episode, not only... Not only do they introduce so many new mysteries, have so many interesting moments happening in each episode, they also answer questions. They set up things, give us hints for shit, and then just don't leave it alone hanging out like a big meatball in the wind. They actually give us answers, like the Bernard situation. We found out Bernard is an android. We all knew, a lot of people knew it, a lot of people had that speculation, and they actually gave it to us. But quickly on this show, after coming upon last week's episode and this snuck up on me because I talked a lot about this last week so I'm not going to go too much into this crazy but Maeve's the Maeve storyline and everything that's going on with that character is quickly becoming my favorite thing on the show besides Anthony Hopkins <laughs> Anthony Hopkins is in a in a completely different universe from everything else that's going on on this program. That speech he gives at the end, he could be so goddamn menacing or so or play the Daffy role. But but I never saw him as Daffy at the beginning when he's giving that look on his face and he's just just giving that blank stare looking at the demonstration. I just knew he's just plotting everyone's god fucking damn demise. Wow. Oh, this is your first time checking us out, whether it's on the podcast that's newly launched, just a podcast uh, podcast stream for this particular, just for the West world. So, or if you're checking this out on the live YouTube video, please share your thoughts about Westworld, what you're thinking. Get your questions in. You can leave voicemails or text messages at 781-990-8509. You can also email me at igotissuesman at gmail.com or tweet me at igotissuesman. Or the best fucking way is if you join me live. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Join us live. Jump in the live motherfucking chat for some of the great discussions while the podcasts are going live. Usually we try to do our recaps of most of our shows right after the show airs or the next morning. Westworld's a little different because it's a show that snuck up on me. So, And I also started a new job, so my schedule's a little weird, so I have to kind of plug it in when I can. But holy fuck. Holy crap. This was an amazing episode of Westworld. Similar to the last episode, where it was, again, a tight narrative, uh, focused a lot on the Bernard character, and that was my main interest in the episode, going through his storyline and seeing all of that. But there's also little hints and little touches of all the other storylines, different elements coming into play, whether it be the, the Dolores, who, for the first half of the series anyways, so far has been one of my favorite characters, if not my favorite character, she had moments in this episode and her and William's storyline progressed, but they just sprinkled in her sentience and her development, her way of looking at not just not just replicating landscapes that she sees, actually getting to uh, create interesting pictures and have sex with William and, and that whole thing that was going on right there. I think if you are a believer of the William Man in Black theory, which is that it's alternate timelines and that William might be the Man in Black himself, 
this episode, again, I think had a couple of moments to even dialogue choices and way, things he said that led me into that direction a little bit. The Bernard thing has been a slow burn. The last two two or three episodes, a lot of people have seen that from the beginning. I didn't buy it till last episode when I just, the way he was moving. And the way they established it in this episode and everything going through, we talk about this a lot. I repeat myself a lot on the podcast when I say this, but the best episode of West of Westworld, I was going to say Westeros, the best episode of Westworld is the episode that I'm watching. Another great episode, and things are happening, conclusions, there are stakes to everything that's happening, and that's what makes me feel so positive about everything that's going on in Westworld right now. Anthony Hopkins, what he brings to the table, the performance by the woman that plays Teresa in this episode, her whole mindset in that scene at the end, the where you could follow her, her, her mind, her mindset from point A to point B about what was going on in that moment and how Anthony Hopkins got one over on her and how the board member with the blood sacrifice thing, the Klingon blood sacrifice, the change in the Star Trek jar. So many great moments in this episode. The the display by the actress that plays Clementine in that moment when we see the the host snap on a guest or no no another another host coded to act like to uh, come off as a guest whatever. Just great stuff in this episode from beginning to end. But it's really about for me in this episode that end scene. So I so many great things happened in this episode, but it all led up. I could, they, they could have just put out on the 12 minutes or 10 minutes, whatever it was, five minutes of that final scene of the episode. And this could have been the whole episode and I'd walk away feeling satisfied. Like they, like they did me good. Like one of those quick, like bang, 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 bang. And it only lasts for five minutes, but it's the best shit you've ever had in your whole life. That, and everything else that happened that was, was a lot of awesome stuff. I'm going to go through all of it in this episode, but, but that stole the show for me at the end. And that's how this series knows they know how to end things and then going back and thinking about it after seeing the end of this episode it was foreshadowed through the entire episode right from the close-up that we get on Clementine bashing the other host's head into the wall and seeing how that's how it's going to happen or Bernard not being able to see things or just everything being set up like that just wow they really this is a cliche statement but they really dot their dicks and cross their legs I mean they not their eyes and cross their teeth they they really do with this show and it and it makes a difference the little things matter and they pay a lot of fucking attention to the little things in this show holy fucking shit we got the live motherfucking chat Kathy Jason legendary milk moose uh Scott Jason King Zimmy uh, Lord Eddard Stark, Claudio, Eli. Oh, we got Devin in the live chat. Great to see you, my friend. King T- King Tamia, Eli. Oh, we got LT in the live chat. I see that. We have Craft Mama. We've got F. Uh, we got KLC. <laughs> I was reading FOP. I'm gonna I'm gonna FAP to the FOPs with KLC. What? What's going on there? <laughs> Westworld is definitely the best show on TV right now. They cement it every fucking week. This show is just unbelievably amazing entertainment and they sl- <laughs> I just love the little subtle touches to how I how certain people would operate in this universe how the board member just just 
the spe special orders one of the hosts up to her room so she can have a little bang party. To, to, for, so when Teresa comes in and goes, oh, I'm sorry, no, no, you want to join in? Well, you get, you, you're allowed to get one last thrill before I send you off to your death to when she sends her down to fucking Hannibal Lecter to fucking give her his ridiculous speech while the guy that's been having sex with her, her fucking boyfriend that's been plotting with her against Ford that she thought the whole time kills her while Ford's just sitting there turning around going, ha 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 ha. What the hell? I mean, this show, there's just so much awesome stuff going on just from a sheer entertainment standpoint. And then it has all those other elements of exploring humanity and developing, uh, like Dolores's mind developing, seeing Maeve look at all that sort of stuff, the reflection, the Star Trek shit I always babble about, the, the data and all that stuff. But even more so as the narrative sets in, it's something completely different. I love some of the music cues, the callback to the movie in one of the moments when the, the, when the Android goes bad, there was sort of, sort of a similarity to the seventies movie music for a second too. A lot of a lot of love for the source material, uh, and a lot of love for Maeve and ugh, fuck me, dude, fuck me. Okay, I don't think that they can fire Bernard. He's a host. Westworld is definitely the best show on TV right now. Team Bernard, the board director, is yes, she is. We, and we definitely got a full butthole fucking moment with her, which was amazing to see. And again, everybody that's joining me this afternoon that's jumping in, I know these Westworld podcasts tend to come really come all over the place. You never know when this is going to splat on your face, but I appreciate anyone that happens to be tuning in live and anyone that does checks this out later. Please share your thoughts in the comment section below, or if you're listening to the podcast, you can email me your comments and questions at igetissuesmanagemail.com or call and leave a voicemail at 781-990-8509 or text message. All those ways work. Told you Ford is a scary dude, says Claudio. It is fucking scary. My God, Westworld was amazing last night, says Jason. Uh, says Jason Kathy says, the body being built in the basement is Teresa as a host. Bernard has been studying these micro expressions. That is an awesome speculation, Kathy. And you totally may be fucking on to something. I, hi, hi, Phil. Episode six. I'm on episode six, so I got to say hi. I got to go watch episode seven right now. Legendary Milk. Have some fun, motherfucker. Yeah, the board director lady is the most attractive person in the show right now, in my opinion. Slap, slap this on, bitch. Ah, uh, yeah, she, she's def, she's definitely close. It's uh, I, Dolores gets me in some in some ways at sometimes, and so does Maeve. And but I, I would, I would agree that there is some uh, there's some good choices for both. Hello, magically delicious. I agree. Teresa will definitely show up as a host now. Fuck. I didn't even think about that. I would just thought it was a random other host. But that is a that is an excellent point that he probably is. He's just gonna replace her. Or, or yeah, because how else can they explain her disappearance? But it seemed like if I'm going from previews in the next week, it seemed like the board member was there and the board member seems to be on board with the killing of Teresa. So there needs to be there probably is a plan set in motion and and I think you guys are definitely on to something with that. 
Maeve is sexy as hell. I, I, I find Dolores kind of boring. I kind of like that, Eli. One of my favorite things to do is to dirty, is to dirty up a nice girl. Oh God, that's awful. Or dirt, or even with friends. When I was when I was younger, I had a habit of hanging out with kids that were nice kids and making them buy, making them bad, making them buy, <laughs> make that too. No, making them making them bad and introducing introducing them to the weed and stuff like that. I think Elise is not dead. We didn't see her die. She's been recruited by Arnold. It doesn't seem like Arnold would align with the corporation. Teresa and Charlotte were being spied on by the guy by the guy that Charlotte was screwing, and that's why Ford knew the phrase blood sacrifice. He's the god of Westeros. See, it's weird. And this is what's awesome about Westeros. Different people interpret things in different ways. I interpreted him saying blood sacrifice, not that he was spying, that she was working with him and set up and that Teresa ultimately in a weird way is the blood sacrifice. But you're probably right that he was spying through the host and heard that, heard what was said and just used it in an ironic sort of way towards her and is going to use her as a threat to the board member. This is what happens when you send people against me. This is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. <laughs> I hear you, Phil. Corrupt them. One of us. One of us. Arnold is the real good guy here. Men in Black is Ford's brother. Mm. Let's go into... I also want to go into the Discord group. Oh, wow. There's so much amazing stuff. First suspicion... This is from Critch. First suspicion is the way Ford brought up his son during the Arnold discussion. In the same episode, we saw Ford give Teddy his backstory, uh, changing him completely ford not a small talk guy seems like a system uh check to to paranoid to me you don't have to be crazy to know crazy but it helps and if closure dolores oh this is more i think it's more timeline stuff emotional voyages of discovery meet corporate intrigue and all of its mindless cruelty meets the vengeance of megna maniacal self-designated god meets the desperation of brutalized slave and poverty the unchained meets the desperation of innocent love mated with a soulless desperation and that's just episode seven what the fuck happens next that's critch's review of the episode fuck gosh my big question is, where is Ford's disabled brother? Shouldn't he be in the mix somehow? I wonder if Ford is, is really his disabled brother. That would explain the God complex. And then Men in Black is Ford's brother, says Amma Amma. The executive director is next. <laughs> this episode cemented why the Men in Black is actually a good guy. And another episode without the Men, Men in Black, or it's funny just for theory crafting purposes. It's funny how... I'm trying to remember if we really had we're going back and forth between William Men and Black stuff. And I said this before, if that's not the case, the writer the writing team's aware that some people think it's the case and are fucking with us with a little bit because I feel like there were some moments in this episode where there were nods to that. And just and I said it earlier, but just in William's dialogue choice in some way of his interaction with uh, what's his name with, uh, I have his name written down before, but the, the guy who's, who eventually kills, uh, the, that he's riding around with the guy in the train with, uh, Dolores and, and, uh, and Billy and Billy, don't call me Billy. So I don't know. There were a couple of moments where, where I'm starting to drink the Kool-Aid to that a little bit. I think Logan is the men in black and Teddy is William. Interesting. Very good point. Very good speculation. Logan Kelsey's with that one. We got our good friend Mo in the live fucking chat. Great to see you, buddy. Okay. So 
just great stuff in Westeros and Wester. I did it again. Sorry, I'm not quite awake. I got I got a headache, so I'm a little out of it and recovering from a cold and shit too. So that's why I keep saying Westeros. I got I got Game of Thrones on my mind here. <laughs> Fucking Westeros. <laughs> I just quoted you, Critch. I read your review from uh, the Discord group, the Emotional Voyages one. So let's get into Westeros or. That time it was on purpose. Let's get into Westeros world here. I think there's separate timelines. Logan is the Men in Black. The way Logan and Dolores argued and fought, the way the Men in Black talks to Dolores makes me think it's Logan. I wonder when we're going to see Logan again, when he's going to resurface before the end of the season. <laughs> this episode cemented why the... I, I think some of the previews that we saw for next week, the more time goes on, the more you see that the Men in Black is trying to do some... Or Arnold's good work or something. And I, I tend to agree. I think the Man in Black is a good force in this universe. That's my that's my hunch or my speculation on it too. So let's get into this. Let's get into our episode here. It's enough, uh, enough babbling around it. Let's get into it. Arnold has a lease. We need more beheadings. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm a Stark. <laughs> let's do it. Shake it out! Wake it up! Wake it up! Wake it up! Wake it up! Wake up! It's time for the recap. Sorry, trying to wake my brain up a little bit. This show's so fucking good! Okay. So... Uh, magically delicious... Uh, people in the live chat will get into that too, but unfortunately, Joe and Katie are not feeling this at all. They tried the first couple of episodes, and they have uh, they have shut off their minds and their their antennas to this show. So maybe one day after the season's over, I can encourage them to binge it or forcibly binge them, make them binge it or something on a one of those live stream watches or something. But as of now, they're unfortunately not into the show. Hello, Sylvia Love. <laughs> Freeze motor, yeah, Phil, freeze motor function. Uh, turn off emotional mode. Hi, guys. Now it's time for the recap. Yes, the recap is the time where I dive inside myself and I rip apart all the emotions about each individual scene inside the, and then I'm gonna come through the camera and rip your head and bash it into a wall. Fuck. Mankind is so sad and dirty, it's time for uh, our guests to become so weary. Mankind is so sad and dirty, it's time got for Ford tells the host that our guests have become weary. Dream the dreamless slum. Oh! You fuck with me every time with that, Lord Eddard. I don't know what you're doing to me when I pass out. <laughs> but whatever happens in that situation, I don't know what you guys out there, all of you fucks, <laughs> are doing to me when I pass out when he says that line to me. <laughs> fucking uh, do I ever question the nature of my own reality oh always always I it has to do with how much uh, hippie activities I've ingested into my body I'm like whoa dude I, I I can fake that a lot if I go into hippie circles and stuff I'll I can just bullshit you know man society goes inside my own mind and comes out the left side of my brain until I'm free <laughs> <laughs> It's just mushrooms, dude. 
the ugly brother is a motherfucker with that gun. But but I think I think especially when you're young, you do that a lot and you experiment with or experimenting with hallucinogenic drugs and shit like that. You get into those moments of sitting there and getting blah 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 blah. So I did. I probably did that shit a lot as as a kid when I was uh, when I was when I was in my more experimental phase out there and uh, and stuff. But I think we all I think we all do on some on some level. Clementine's a badass. Holy crap! So when Teresa wakes up, she and Bernard are are back on right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Bernard's taking her to the movies this weekend. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great time. He's gonna dress her up real good and. <laughs> Give me the blue pill now. That last scene was the fi- was one of the finest on television I've ever seen. Emmys, here we come. Kathy Ash, you you know what? I would agree with you, and I I absolutely agree with you. But I feel like rewind the tape. That scene with Maeve last week when she was walking through upstairs was probably the greatest scene that deserves some attention uh, during award season or something like that. That was one of the greatest scenes I've ever seen on television. (laughs) That scene with Dolores and Ford, when they really get into it, Holy shit, that deserves some fucking attention. (laughs) Every fucking scene with Anthony Hop. But so I agree with you until next. What's next? Critch said this in the Discord group, and it's the feeling that I have. Each week I come into it expecting, and maybe that's the best way of going into it. Every week I come into it, I come right into it, expecting it to not be as good as the week before. Be like, okay, this is sort of moving things along episode. This this episode didn't hit me emotionally enough. There wasn't that one scene that brought me over to the edge that I'm like, this is the best scene in television history. Holy shit, what's going on? Another scene. That scene when Ford was talking to Teresa and he shuts off all the fucking, all the, uh, the hosts at once and just, and lays the lays the lays the seeds for what happens in this episode. They just keep knocking my ass off. They keep punching me in the balls in the right way. So I'm I cannot wait to see what's next. And it we're getting to the point right now where I start having to look at this show in this season in that greatest single season of a television show point. And are they going to be able to stick the landing? Or not, are they going to be able to stick the landing? How the hell are they going to make me enjoy this fucking water slide of an adventure in these last three episodes of this season? And I don't care about season two. I don't care, care about anything. They have shown me that th- that there hasn't been a moment where I've questioned, since for the last couple of episodes, where I've started to question how awesome the end of this season is going to be. And right now, it's similar with Breaking Bad, that I'll say that at the end, towards the end of, towards the end of Breaking Bad, and even if you don't love the exact end of it, you knew it was going to be fun and you knew Vince Gilligan was going to come up with something great and, and entertaining and that was going to at least satisfy you or come to a conclusion. And everything that they've shown me here on Westworld so far leads me to believe that, in fact, we are going to come to some sort of conclusion. We are, they're going to leave things open for the next seasons and stuff, but they're going to give us a, a great finish to a season here. And I cannot wait to see what they fucking do how they top what's happened in these last couple of episodes and how they keep raising the stakes it blah let's get into the live fucking chat here and see what some of you guys fucking think uh we got hey fill in the motherfucking chat what westworld and 
Can't wait to binge watch the whole season. That's how uh, I was talking to somebody else that was saying that too, that they know they're going to love Westworld. They're just waiting and just going to binge watch the whole season. And I don't blame you. I envy people that are going to get to do that because after every episode, I'm like, okay, next one, next one, next one. I get angry that the episode's over with. It's one of those kind of shows. Uh, there had been so many scenes, for, yeah, for, from Abernathy to Teresa. Abernathy, Critch. Uh, I remember after that first episode, I was saying that that guy deserves some attention. And then I'm just starting to think now it's just the writing and the direction and the way that they're focusing them. And they're just getting all the best performances out of their actors in every situation. Oh, Eli, I'm so fucking sorry for that. Stephanie and her friends went to New York for the weekend and they were coming back yesterday and they got a flat tire in the middle of Manhattan and they had to take AAA to Connecticut and then take rent a car in Connecticut and drive it back to drive it back to up to Boston and stuff. It was a big pain in the ass and uh, and flat tires suck. So hopefully you got auto club of some sort coming to uh, coming to change your tire. Or you got a donut in a in a uh, in a lift in the back of your car. That's the worst is when you realize you get a flat tire. Then you look in the back of your car and you notice that you don't have a donut and you don't have a, a lift or it breaks when you're trying to lift it up and you don't have the auto club places because you don't pay the fucking money for it and shit. And you're, like, flagging people down the road. Oh, I will fucking buy you popcorn for a lift. So, uh, is everyone working there a host? Possibly. Love this episode, Z Martinez. Do you think Bernard was a human before made him as a host? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm I'm tending to think no. Simply because I think he probably made him for company after... Whatever happened to Arnold happened to Arnold. There's a great moment in the episode where Ford says to uh, Teresa, uh, were you here with Arnold? No, that was before your time. So I get the feeling like he maybe wasn't, but he could be. Since we've seen the family, since we've seen the Ford family, it's not far to assume that we have other hosts in the park that maybe are based off of actual people that have existed. That's that's very much a possibility. And especially if we end up seeing Teresa at some point. But I don't know. The vibe that I was getting from the way Ford was talking to him was that he was a host alone. That that all that memory and all that stuff of real life was all made up. And that ultimately that he was just a host. But that was just my take on it. Is ever I get to say, Craft Mama. Love you, Craft Mama. Or is Bernard... I get the same. Or is Bernard and Arnold... Is Arnold reanimated, reincarnated? Interesting thing about that is there's a photo going around, and uh, it's in the Discord group. You can see it in there. That it's the picture that we saw of Arnold that looks a lot like Ford's father in the flashback memory. It's I'm not saying they're the same person, but in the picture, it looks like the same actor. And I don't know if that's Ford just showing Bernard uh, another picture in that situation because Bernard really is Arnold, so he would show, want to show him a picture of himself. So that's worth explaining that maybe that's why he showed him a picture of his father and said this is Arnold because Bernard is really Arnold. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm just sort of spinning yarns right now, but it's a very, very good question, Craft Mama. I think Maeve is going to wake up all the retired hosts for a rebellion against the White Coats. You know, Maeve wants to kill Sylvester really bad. I, I just realized, I don't know why I realized, didn't realize this right away, uh, Sylvester and Felix are those two text names, the two, two cartoon cats. Uh, Bernard is a copy of Arnold. Bernard Lowe is an anagram of Arnold Weber. And yeah, we've been through it. Fuck, Critch. Great stuff. 
everyone except Thor's brother. Maybe Ford is making a new host that is half robot and half human. The Borg? I would I would have never thought Bernard was a host. Ford had us all fooled. We didn't see a name in the design sheet for Bernard. The host that Ford was making was Teresa's replacement, says Claudio. Critch says, they showed us that room of sleeping retirees. If Maeve wakes them up, holy Fuck. Poor Bernard, I feel... E. Martinez. Poor, poor Bernard, I feel something for the hosts because we're all hosts, I think. Lord Eddard says, wow, that's a good call. Bernard was Arnold. Ford remade him. And that makes a lot of sense, too, with the picture now. It, it kind of all connects now that why he'd showed him a picture that looks like his father. Show Bernard a picture that looks like his father and say, this is Arnold. Uh, I didn't have... Uh, if I didn't have bad luck, I wouldn't have no luck at all. Eli, I, sometimes I feel the same way, buddy. Bernardold. <laughs> I'm so glad I said that right. Bernardold. E. Martinez says, what about the theory that Ford is the ultimate host and Arnold is the creator in the maze somehow? Hmm. Ford is the ultimate host and Arnold is his... That would be interesting too. I, I gotta say at the very beginning of the series, the first couple of episodes, I was in the camp of maybe Ford was a host. But the more time goes on, I don't think so. I think he's just... Um, I threat to say crazy person, a po a power mad person that ha and and Bernard or not Bernard Arnold is the good guy in the scenario and fighting against Ford in some way and setting up all these things to stop Ford <laughs> and everything that senses because we as people or me as a person I want to like Anthony Hopkins even as Hannibal Lecter you find that humanity in it and all that sort of such all that sort of shit but I think I think Ford's our villain. If we don't, when it really comes down to it in the most, and a lot of people, some of the people that don't like this show, I had someone say this to me once, I don't like that show because I don't know who the good guys and the bad guys are. Okay. If you, I personally like the feeling of not knowing who the good guys and bad guys are. I think it comes from a more exciting watching experience, but I get your point. Okay. I get what people, some people that are trying to say that, but if we need, if you need a bad guy, it's Ford. Ford is the bad guy. You watch the whole thing with that in mind. It's it's an interesting watch, and and I'm starting to come over to that point that no, there's no good. There's not everyone's evil or good in this world, and Ford is a is on that gray line. But he he's on that gray line of he's he's done some really horrible shit in his life to to protect his world and his place in this world. Teresa's not the first. Arnold was probably the first and it will just keep continuing over and over again. And then ultimately he will probably put his identity into a host and go Raza Ghoul or Reza Ghoul, depending on how you, uh, Reishar Ghoul, depending on how you pronounce it and start taking his consciousness inside all of his children. So he keeps his mind alive forever and all that sort of stuff. So I don't, so yeah, so I think Ford is as close to a villain as we have in this show. And uh, the host step Ford was making was Teresa's replacement. Wow, that's a good call. Bernard was Arnold. Ford would make it. Bernardold. <laughs> what about the theory? I like that theory. Put it this way. Is Ford is getting too, too old? Does anyone think he'll allow himself to die? No. I think he, as I was saying, I think he'll, he'll find his way. I don't care how mad Hopkins is. I love him. I wonder what the talk with Dolores, oh, I think, I wonder what the talks with Dolores and Bernardold are, aren't, or it was, Great question, Craft Mom. I didn't read that right, but I wonder if the the conversations that Dolores is having with the with the Bernard that we see is that really the is that really Arnold? 
and the Bernard that we see, do we see different Bernards? And there's some theories I've seen explored on Reddit and other places about Bernard in episodes, different clothing that we see Bernard in, in from one scene to a next scene sometimes wearing completely different outfits and especially in the flashbacks and stuff. I don't know. I haven't followed that too much, so I'm sort of talking on my ass a little bit. I don't have anything in front of me to back up that, but I've definitely read and he heard some theories based around Bernard's clothing. So that's a definitely a good call. That could some of those flashbacks could be actually burnt, actually Arnold. Ford Ford did warn Teresa in episode five. Don't get in my way. He gave her the Eisenberg. <laughs> he gave her the the Hank. If I am the person you think I am, you may want to tread lightly. He did, I agree. He didn't give her that warning, and she kept she kept going. Ford is just another serial killer in this series. Only difference is he found the perfect way to cover it up. Murder someone, recreate them as an android. That's what makes this show even better. I think the board member Charlotte is also a host. She was very comfortable naked. The head of security is a host too. Everyone's a goddamn host. Everyone's a fucking host. Everyone could be good or bad depending on the circumstances. I agree with that, Eric Flores. That and. On some level, that's a Joker. That's Joker thinking. Everyone can be. Everyone can be evil if with the proper motivation. But I, I do agree with the with the proper people. If you're put in the right right situations with the right circumstances and faced with horrible choices and horrible situations, everyone has that point. Most everybody. I I mean, some people are just statistically different. You know, not all, as in the great words of Devin, not all, not all, but, but, but a lot of them are. So, uh, <laughs> I think the board members show it's completely naked. Everyone could be good or bad, depending on the circumstances. Yeah. Uh, Ford did warn Teresa in episode three. Bernard is Craig Sheffer's character in Nightbreed. I do love this show. It's not afraid to give us answers. Craft Mama, that's the biggest thing. And that I'll keep saying, and that's my mantra of why anyone that comes up to me goes, oh, I don't want to get into another series like Lost. This show gives you answers. Even Lost's great first season, a lot of that was the wonder and not giving you any answers really uh, until later on. It's when the answers came is when everything went kaputi. But this show's giving you answers while they're raising more questions. This season seems like it is going to open up something at the end that's going to explore things further, but it also is going to be able to tie itself up with a nice little bow. Ford is controlling us too. Oh no, we got Terra Chan in the live chat. Great to see you, Terra Chan. Phil, do you think that Ford makes it out alive at the end of this season? Hmm. That's an interesting question because I wonder how much HBO and how much Anthony Hopkins want to commit to each other for entire series. And that being said, my instinct thinks that Ford makes it out of this season alive, that Ford is going to carry through a little longer and it's going to be longer than a series arc to stop Ford. But I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised about anything. This was speculated in a very joking way, but I wouldn't be 100% surprised if the whole series or it ties up in a nice bow in some way at the end and then we start off next season in Rome or Fantasy World or something or future. I I don't think that's going to happen. I think Ford lasts a little longer than the season, maybe even the first couple of episodes of next season. But I do think something big is going to happen. And I guess that could be probably the biggest thing that could happen. Either that or or the men in black dying in some ways. Uh, Ed Harris leaving the show in some fashion. 
but we, we will see. We will see. It's it's it, and this goes back to what I said in a second ago. It's gonna be interesting to see how this. They have a lot of different ways they can take this at the end here, and I have no fucking clue. There's a lot of show. There, I have speculations on theories and stuff, but actually, how the show is gonna finish? They have me on edge. They have me in that way that I don't know. I can speculate a lot of things. I watch this show. I've done this a lot, but I watch the show like this. With my mouth wide open and eyes wide. Oh, I have to take notes? Fuck. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't. And I watch these episodes probably like three or four times a week. Like each, during the week of the episode. I, I, I'll like rewatch them a bunch of times. And that's... And right now, I've only seen that episode once. And and uh, with everything with Ford, though, leads me to believe that I know what people are saying. It definitely feels like a single season arc for him because they're giving Anthony Hopkins tons of shit to do. Someone said this in the live chat, but if you're paying Anthony Hopkins, you give him tons of shit to do. I hope he I hope he lasts, but I'm confident that with or without him, the series will find ways to entertain me at this point. But I would love to see Anthony Hopkins last in the series for a while. Even if he just pops up once in a while in some fashion. But I don't, I think he's so important. But him, Maeve, and and Dolores are the three people that are super important for me moving forward that I'd love to see even more of and, and to carry through. But I wouldn't be surprised if any of them disappear. Well, except for Dolores. I th- Dolores is the one that I'd be actually really surprised if anything happens to Evan Rachel Wood on this show. Oh, no, sorry. No, sorry. Uh, Ford is controlling us, too. Lots of love. We've got... I was no, I was also not expecting so many answers. I thought that they would do the Bernard as a hosting like two seasons from now. Yeah, Tara Chan. This show is... And they don't do it in a way that it feels like a rush. Like they're just throwing shit at the wall. They're making things natural for the story that they're trying to tell. And they're like, oh, it makes sense that Bernard's a host right now. Teresa's getting too close. She's uncovered Teresa's plan. Shit needs to happen right now. Done. I'd kill Ford, but he'd remain a ghost in the system in some way. For sure, Ford is controlling Phil. Yes, he is. That's why I'm saying nothing's nothing's going to happen to Ford. Don't let anything happen to Ford. <laughs> HBO will make a host of Hopkins to play him. Yeah, they'll, they'll get that technology going. How can Anthony Hopkins replace the people he kills? Aren't they coming, ho- aren't they coming home ever? How can Anthony Hopkins... Aren't they, aren't they coming? Oh, like, like how I think maybe, well, we've seen Bernard leave the facility. It's interesting that we hear the the text say that none of the hosts can ever leave the facility. Their skin's made for that. But we've definitely seen Bernard go to Teresa's house and leave the facility. So they can probably leave the way that Ford designs them. Maybe Ford has improved the models so that they can blend even more in with reality. Missed the beginning. Also, anyone bring up the possibility, the possible ultimate end that Ford wants to ultimately secretly repopulate the world with hosts and become a god. Holy shit. That is a very, maybe that for Ford's end game, we haven't talked about that exactly, but I think that's an excellent speculation for an end game for Ford and what he's trying to build or at least just extend Westworld bigger and bigger and bigger and and just create that as his ultimate reality that he lives in. Uh, hey, Phil, hope all is well. If you remember the Dolores and Bernard scenes, remember that the stairs in the background match the stairs under the secret house. Ford must have taken Arnold's secret house. 
great pickup. I find it funny that Teresa dies in the same way that she set up the prostitute to malfunction. Yeah, that, I was saying that earlier. That is a very much a, a foreshadowing in that scene earlier. Ford is going to raise Phil's aggression. Mother, one, two, but what the fuck is that? You do it. I hate when you guys do that to me. <laughs> exactly, EM. You could see it on Ford's face during the demonstration. He was marking people for death. Ford brought up Phil's awesomeness to 10. You guys are awesome. I love all of you. you. guys are amazing people, and I cannot wait to talk to you guys about the rest of the season. These last three episodes are going to be amazing. It'd be cool if they bring more A-list actors on a la True Detective. Yes, Chris. Timo in the live chat. Timo joining us in the daytime hours. I'm sorry, Timo, for my uh, daytime podcast. Shit's been busy. Doris is the most important part of the show and the hottest. Still wondering what happens to Elise. Yeah, Tara Chan. Me too. Me too. Hello, everybody. The conversation between Dolores were conducted in that room underground, but those were Arnold in the past, Critch. And yeah, I'm starting to get on board with that 100%. It would be great to get some Westworld action by people like Denzel, Leonardo DiCaprio. So if Anthony Hopkins was controlling Bernard, was he controlling the conversations Bernard had with Dolores, or was Bernard going behind his back? Or, as Critch was saying, was that actually Arnold? And, and Dolores was having conversations with Arnold that was setting her up for whatever revolution that Arnold's trying to cause to stop whatever Ford's plan is. <laughs> Shame, Phil. Okay, so our episode starts out, Bernard's startled to be awakened from a dream, which he sees his son, Charlie, in the hospital. He's reading a little book. The boy collapses in the hospital. Monitors are everywhere. The music sets the scene. It's so good. And Bernard, the way he reads to his son, you're just feeling it. And this show, God, this, this is just a fucking way of this show in a sense, emotionally trolling you because they made me feel for Bernard here. And at the end, I felt something completely different for what I got here at the beginning. That's another thing that's amazing about this show. They fuck with you constantly in the best way. And that's a Nolan thing, I think, more than anything else. Nolan likes to, Jonathan Nolan and Christopher Nolan too, by extension, loves to fuck with their audience. And they fuck with you in these moments, or at least myself, they make me feel for Bernard here truly feel for what Bernard's going through. Emotional. They cast someone, a, a decent kid actor that gives a, a very a very passable performance for a kid actor in this moment right here. With the, where They're both talking and stuff. No, oh, wait. Sorry, Charlie. Oh, we don't need to play that. But he, and, and they, it's just for nothing. They, it was all for fucking nothing. I didn't need to get emotional there. Later, I got pissed off for Bernard that Ford's putting him through this shit the same way they're putting everyone through. But it's even more tactical with the way that Bernard's, the way that Ford's using what happened to his son as a way of controlling Bernard without actually controlling him, of setting up consciousness Bernard, human consciousness Bernard, not the, I mean, I know he's an android, but that he just, and I know the way Ford thinks about it, oh, you're just a machine, it doesn't really matter, but but really, if we're, it comes down to, and a lot of people say this, I, like a lot of people, relate to the hosts in here and feel emotional, emotion for the hosts. So just to think that Ford's doing this and the, and doing this to the audience, the blind side here, fucking, I love it. I love the way this show makes me feel. <laughs> I love the way it makes me feel. Timo, our Red Sox fan, great to see everyone jumping in that might be here during their lunch breaks and popping in for some discussions about Westworld. I keep wanting to say Westeros. I'm starting to wake up a little bit for the beginning part of the podcast. <laughs> Appreciate everyone joining me. 
and everyone that's checking this out at a later date, please share your thoughts or comments, and you can jump into the live motherfucking chat right now, or share your comments in the comment section below, or if you're listening to the podcast later, leave a voicemail or a text message at 781-990-8509. You can also leave voicemails and texts right now if you want to get your voice in about this episode of Westworld. <laughs> Dakota, great to see you, buddy. I see na- I see naked people. I'm going to say I see naked people. So we, okay, so we see a shift in Bernard, the way he reads and watches his son. It's, it's, I don't know, I'm very, very emotionalized, <laughs> very emotionalizing like type feelings going on there. <laughs> naked Hector, mm, great way to start a, a narrative. Westeros is the new narrative. I'm getting worried about the lack of, uh, confirmation for future seasons it is getting a little scary especially considering that this season costs so much money to make and that we talk about this a lot and we'll talk about this probably more in the final episode of the season but i i think hbo is gonna 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 do it i think i think we're gonna get us i think we're gonna get more westworld it's getting a lot of critical acclaim and i think hbo is gonna stick with it it's getting a lot more buzz even though it might not be getting the solid ratings that 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 other shows are getting in the time slot and stuff like that. But it is getting a lot of critical success in a way that something like vinyl didn't, even though I have, I've said this before vinyl, I haven't watched yet. And they say vinyl and this costs the same amount for a season for the whole season. And it was a little more than cost for the first season of game of Thrones. So I think it's all about budgetary reasons. If HBO didn't bring it back, but I think one way or another we'll get conclusions to the story. I think if HBO doesn't get this, I think there there'll be other places that would gobble this up. Places like Netflix, Amazon, whatever. Other other sources that would gobble up this property and we would get a conclusion to West Westworld one way or another. There's just two there's the audience exists for this. It, and I was reading an article where where there it's still getting great great ratings for the, a very a very difficult time slot. Hope it's not one of those shows that doesn't get appreciated till after it's off the air. Terry Chan, I might be completely in denial. You're you're my voice of voice of reality, Jiminy Cricket, sitting on my sitting on my shoulder right now. Uh, and it's one of those shows too that if you're drinking the Kool Aid on it, it's hard. It's like the echo chamber. It's hard to imagine that what people that aren't into it might be thinking. Like I'm trying to be open to that, to the, that it's not everyone's cup of tea. We have some people that jump in the chat that I know it's not their live cup, their cup of tea, or with Joe and stuff. But it's, you're right, it might be one of those shows that's a critic's darling that but never gets picked up. But I have a good feeling. Uh, from what I've read, it's it's positive. I think they just don't want to commit because they don't want to go, they don't want to flip-flop with it like they did with vinyl and then have have something tank or the wrong thing happen or have any problems and contractual shit to get everyone back for season two or something. Because they announced real early, like after episode one, that they were going to renew vinyl and then when it, it puttered out at the end. They were like, oh, actually, we're not. Sorry about that. We're not. It's an interesting question, PCI. Whether we want to get into better or worse shows and all of that. It was an interesting philosophy to decide when to air this. If they were going to, they were looking to study ratings because that nine o'clock time slot on a Sunday evening because The Walking Dead is, and some other shows that exist in that, is a rating suck. A lot of people tune into the tune into shows or even 
it's in football season where the people that don't might be tuning into Sunday night football or something like that. It's an interesting time period that they decided to broadcast it where they could have broadcasted in the summer, for instance, or something like that when it's not up against a lot. I know they don't get as much television going up, but television ratings just in general in the summer, but it could have been an interesting, I don't know, the timing of it is, is weird. We need Westworld, especially when Game of Thrones ends. This. Westworld is definitely filling a void that Game of Thrones left behind. For some reason, I am feeling not feeling The Walking Dead this season as much. Negan monologues are getting to me. E. Martinez, this sounds enough, Bernard, not going in the corner and scratch your balls until uh, I'm going to kill uh, Teresa. Oh, hello, Quixote. Great to see you this, this early afternoon and to talk about this episode of Westworld. Great to see you. Huge hug. Go hug yourself to all of you motherfuckers out there in the live chat joining me this afternoon. Love all of you guys. Oh my goodness. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. Sorry, I just got a text message saying I'm having a really horrible day, but this podcast is helping. Thank you, Phil. I'm glad, I'm glad to have been to be helping a little bit. So, okay, after all of that, after we see our whole intro, Bernard starts to throw himself back in the work. He goes into the lab and we see as Timo finds a new person for for basement tr- to be locked into her basement. Uh, she, it's almost like the library. Timo lets so many people into her house to borrow this guy from the basement here, borrow this guy from the basement there. Hector gets brought down there, a nice naked Hector, gets, gets put down, and he had a blacklisted conversation with a guest and that wanted to cut a piece of him home and take him home as a trophy to put on his car. It didn't stat- startle him. He didn't question his reality at all. There was no weird situation. Bernard asked him some questions, shows him some pictures to make sure just to settle his own whatever, to, to be like, what are these things? It sets up again. It's the episode setting up that the hosts can't see things that are going to harm them, essentially. That's why when we see the picture at the beginning of the season, it's it's a big deal that I think maybe they should have established this a little bit earlier, earlier directly that they can't see it or it doesn't see. Or I guess they did. When Dolores first sees the picture, when when Abernathy's looking at it, and she says, oh, that doesn't look like anything to me. So shut the fuck up, Phil. They did set that up. So so they they reaffirm that for what we're going to happen later with Bernard. And then we hear Bernard also talking, questioning a little bit about, excuse me, where Elsie went. And that we find out that Elsie decide to go on vacation or that so whoever kidnapped her and grabbed her in that situation had enough in with the company to set it up to make it look like Elsie went on a vacation in that situation yeah you guys I'm kind of feeling I'm feeling the same way a lot of you guys are saying about the Sunday night activities I don't know if it's because of Westworld I don't know if Westworld's influencing that a little bit because but I, I don't think so I think it's I think it has to do with that sh- that show just isn't isn't having a great isn't having a great year. I don't want to talk too much about that on the show right here, but yeah, Hector's definitely in the basement. Al Red Sox fan, have a great have a great afternoon. Once we start talking negative about the Al's like I'm out. No, no, I'm kidding. But no, I, I totally feel you. I, I think it's I just think really if it comes down to I don't want to dwell on that. But one quick thing, I think more than Westworld, more than what's happening on the show itself, I think fear and over saturation of the property has ruined has affected that show more than anything else. I think it's ruined some of the specialness of it. And I think that, and we'll talk more about that on Sunday night with Joe. So that I'll quickly change the subject back. 
do this. I sympathize with the host in Westworld until I remember the later stages of Terminator or Matrix when they get on top of humanity. Machines have no fucking mercy. I think most of the Q&A are real because Maeve's army needs someone to kill. So excited for that, Timo and Claudio. If Anthony Hopkins is replacing people, what happens if the replacements lose power when not at a facility? I assume that they have to be charged, but that would blow over. Al, love you, buddy. What show are they talking about? Uh, they're talking about that other show that's on 9 o'clock on Sunday nights that we were talking about last night. So, uh, yep, that's what the door uh Gap gave me two. Dakota says, fear. I don't understand if Bernard couldn't see the door. How in early episodes was Bar Bernard talking to Dolores in the same room? Good fucking question. And I love you, Al Red Sox fan. You're the god. You were the motherfucking best, my friend. Rewatch the scene with Ford and Bernard in Ford's office. Ford uses Commander Bernard, finishing with a question. The truth was right there. Oh, I cannot wait to binge watch this entire series again. I think I'm going to try to do that on my Thanksgiving break. Uh, in between when I'm not work, like when I have a couple of days off for work and stuff, I think I'm going to try to just do a, in my PJs eating leftovers from Thanksgiving and watching a Westworld marathon and, and rewatch the entire series leading up to these final couple of episodes that we're going to be getting into, or that might, that's going to be before the final two episodes, final two episodes. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> No, it's going to be before the final episode. Yeah, so that, I think that might be perfect timing. Sorry, I'm so pissed. I have, uh, I know, I love I love her, the actress that plays Teresa. I think people have speculated earlier, just to cheer you up a little bit, that maybe we might see this, the actress back playing Teresa as a host. That Teresa will be brought back and that, and that host that we see being made on the table in that scene is actually going to be a replacement for Teresa. But... I don't know that that's that that was speculated earlier in the earlier by one of the motherfucking chat and and I am drinking that kind of Kool Aid. Quixote says a few episodes back when Bernard was observing observing how Tessa's eyebrows twitched when she made he was taking notes so they can use that for the robot. I hate that I can't binge watch this show. It would be a perfect binge watching show. Terry Chin, it's so right, and part of me would want to binge watch this if I. If I had watched the first episode of this and thought thought it was all right, but it's funny, it's funny for me even going back to watch the progression of this podcast of this stream of this show. I think I started off the first. Oh, I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't know if I'm going to watch this every week. You know, maybe I'll binge watch it. But it's addictive as shit. And I have an. I've talked about this a lot in the podcast. I have a super addictive personality. Whether it's a food I like, then I start eating that food every single fucking day. Or a television show that I'll binge watch until there's no more of it. And then I'll read articles about it and visit subreddits about it. And export until I'm sick of that show and then I move on to another one. Maybe I'll go back to that other show again at some point. But I'm someone that I just have way... I don't do certain things because I don't want to t experiment in them because I know I'm addictive. And if I like it too much, I'll do it. Candy. If I eat too much chocolate, I eat one piece of chocolate. I eat a thousand pieces. I talk about this a lot. I'm at a convenience store at two in the morning, banging on the door and collecting coins outside so I can get enough to get some M&Ms so I can put it inside, get that chocolate inside my body. Why can't I have nice things? Because I can't, I have no no moderation. I have no, what's next? I have no chill. <laughs> no chill. So... Okay, after all of that, according to the computer system he started today, Bernard is trying to call her. Nothing, her phone won't show up. This is about 
Elsie. Next, he goes to see Teresa, who asks him about his abrupt exit the night before. She doesn't quite believe him when he says there was nothing he wanted to tell her. And they bullshit back and forth, and it's just a smile. She kind of looks at him weird, and just knowing what happens later, thinking about all these scenes, it's it's in Joe's words, as Joe likes to use. It's fucking delicious. So we see some card playing, and Dolores has a grudge on Lawrence. It's a good back and forth between all of them. Good, Some good talking talking back and forth, some good, this is one of those moments where, as I was saying, I think there's slight hints to Men in Black and William theories going on in this scene and the way he talks to Lawrence and some of the Lawrence and him interactions is where, I, where I'm coming up with that crap. And yet, here you are. A friend didn't make it this far. Maybe you got more an appetite for this than you think. I like that everything in moderation, Phil, especially moderation. Who do you guys think grabbed Elise? Bernard. Now I'm starting to think 100% it was the real Bernard that grabbed her or one of Bernard's hosts or something that in his control. PCI, great to see you. Jose, great to see you. Anthony Hopkins Ford just wants to tell his stories, but his stories are getting fucked or killing fucks. So what's that say about the, uh, the writers? What's it that there's a lot of fucking going on in the writing room? Is Bernard the only host who is given dreams, everyone else's dreams, or when they're awake in the real world? I think you're, I think that's a good point. I was thinking about that too. He's giving him more memories, like horrible, actual memories. So maybe the ones that Ford are training for his own benefit, he's just running slightly different codes, or it's part of his whole agenda to be giving all of them these waking dreams. And maybe he experimented with Bernard. He's Bernard's sort of a guinea pig by him. And he said it's working out so well with Bernard. That's why I want to send out the reveries. And that's why he did the update for that. So perhaps he was doing some experimenting through Bernard to come to that point. That is a good pickup. And Dakota, you're right. The, the, there's some sick fucks in this writer's room. And they go there. Kathy, welcome. Yeah, welcome to welcome to the FOP family. Great to see you and great to see everyone else that might be jumping in uh, for their first time checking out our podcast. And if you're joining us live, definitely share. Don't be shy. Share your thoughts in the live motherfucking chat with some really awesome folks in there. That just like there's no theory that is that is wrong or without exploring or being silly about. What about that theory that Bernard is really toilet paper and or and Ford is actually a teenage mutant ninja turtle that uh. That's a good theory. I like to explore that. Ford might, in fact, be the mythical Ninja Turtle, and he uses Bernard as toilet paper to to uh, <laughs> to fuck with to fuck with uh, Thor's house. <laughs> Sorry, I was having a Thor Hemsworth uh, uh, brain fart of oh, holy crap! He's like you. You're no funny. You look like my son. You know my son, though. There should be some line like that in there. Lab Lab, great to see you. All we know about Arnold is is has been told by Ford, though, except for moments that we've heard speculations or thoughts about what his might, agenda might be that we've heard from the Man in Black, and and Dolores has mentioned him a couple of times, I believe, as well. And yeah, Dolores, I think, has mentioned Arnold, or maybe that's in the previews for next week. But I, but no, no, I think she, I think she has mentioned him before. Huge hug, go hug yourself, Kathy. 
that's a catch-all of a greeting, whether whether telling someone to go fuck themselves or just a warm greeting. Go hug yourself. <laughs> okay, so we see Teresa in the resident hall, and she stops awkwardly in front of the door, and we see some bang, shaka, bow, bow, bang, 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 shabang, sit a bang, bang, bangity, bang, 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 the bang, daddy, bangity, bangity, bang. And Charlotte answers the door completely naked with Hector tied to the bed. And there's a lot of fun going on in that room. Teresa's, I don't know, everyone, everyone has it good in that room. Teresa comes in all nervous and she offers to come back later. But Charlotte's like, no, Timo, have a great day. Talk to you soon. Lots of love to Timo. Timo needs to, you know where Timo's really running to go? She's running to, to tie back up. She goes, actually, this is a very interesting scenario here with Hector tied up. I need to tie him. It, has someone been looking in my basement? She's, she's checking for cameras in the basement that, uh, that the Westworld creators are setting up this scene with Hector. <laughs> straight So this scene with Hector, straight out of Timo's basement, is uh, Charlotte just has no modesty. She's going on with the conversation, having, having breakfast. And uh, let's, let's scroll up. Um, uh, we all know we want Game of Thrones to end with Anthony Hopkins freezing everyone and just walking away. Amazing. Th see, that's the big, see, that's why, that's why the motherfucking chat is the greatest and they make this show what it is. I, who, who gives a shit about what I have to say? <laughs> I seriously could just read what you guys in the chat say and it makes me laugh enough. <laughs> Great idea. Yeah, Timo's going to oil her whips, as Lab Lab says. <laughs> that was some serious misuse of company property, Critch. I, I agree. Someone needs to take account of that. And I guess this is, uh, I, and that's why I think that this was a fuck you from, Char or in a lot of ways it was. But that's why I think it was kind of a fuck you to, to her setting up uh, Teresa in this situation. Because who's the person you report this misuse of company property to? It would be, it'd probably be Teresa. So we get this whole conversation that goes back and forth about 35 years of raw information exists here the code westworld is really all about the code that's all we really give a shit about 35 years of raw information and which i think is going to be a storyline for next season when i think at the end of this season mave gets out and a lot of some part is going to be protecting that code i think that was some foreshadowing for things to come in the future where they go oh you got you can't leave you can't leave this place and even your skin set up they would do anything anything to protect their code so I, I think that was some sort of point to future events, maybe. Lord, great to see you, my Lord. I just came here to say I was right. Arnold theory came true. Repetition does bring out consciousness. How crazy was that revelation? Never felt like this since Game of Thrones. And this show makes you feel in that way. It, has, it HBOs you. And is it time to just start saying that because Game of Thrones did it? The Sopranos does it for me in some moments, in those big moments in The Sopranos. Big shows, they HBO'd us again. And they, in Westworld, I mean, that's an over overgeneralization of it because it's different creative teams working on all these things. Maybe they just give, they, they tend to get great people. I would say another one, it's easy to overlook because of how pathetic season two was for me. But True Detective season one, another example of just that high quality of sneaking up on you kind of entertainment. But Westworld is just, for me, reaching a new level on those ranking systems of my favorite television shows. And when it's on, nothing else matters. <laughs> what if they're building a Elsie in the basement? Ooh, Lord Eddard. Was that dog robotic? I think so. 
I do think it was. So what do you guys think the corporation wants with these androids? Soldiers? Spies? Spies that are soldiers and spies? I, I think all of the above. Great offshoot parks with different themes. Just creating sex toys. A sex toy franchise. Uh, apparently robot animals don't show up on a scan either. Uh, good point, Kathy. Yes, now it's confirmed. This is the heir to Game of Thrones. Elsie's been recruited by Arnold. I'm hoping Q&A has Elsie held against a will until their plan to undo Ford succeeds. I got tired of trade smoking Tracy Ullman. Oh, has the trade has the trade Tracy Ullman's new show appeared? Uh, appear come back because isn't she I think she's getting a new show on HBO and I know they released all the old episodes I love that HBO go has done that if anyone's a fan of some of the older series on HBO or older sketch comedy stuff like Mr. Show I don't know if kids in the hall has been added yet I, I'd have to look but they're they're added a lot of the older HBO programming I want them to add dream on to it's something I, I talk about a lot uh, a show one of HBO's first early shows and it was a, and a couple of other shows on the early life of HBO I'd love to see them add back up. The board girl, I forget her name, mentioned that they didn't care about the amusement part, about the robots themselves, and thus alluding to darker motives. So she also mentioned in this scene that they got to set up a situation. They got to set up a role play where Hopkins looks like an idiot and they need a they need a blood sacrifice is the term that she uses. So then we get into Maeve starting her day, starting her loop. She goes into the saloon and has a very interesting talk with Clementine. And fuck me, man. This actress is incredible. And I mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast that the Maeve storyline is quickly becoming my favorite storyline in the entire series. This actress, similar to someone like a show I talked about last night and to talk about a good part of it, Andrew Lincoln, that can emote so much without saying anything. The change, the, the the look in her eye, the little twinkle that's there, maybe it's part of it is us knowing that she knows that Ferris passed out at 31 Flavors last night. So we're so I'm 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 projecting that onto the actress too a little bit. But seeing the way she's playing the scene, her concern for Clementine and all this, trying to awake Clementine, I cannot say enough great things about the work that that the actress that plays Maeve. I if you want to hear me freaking tongue kiss her toenails you can listen to the last week's podcast but so good she continues to steal the show for me in these last couple of episodes and i mean the last episode was about her but she, incredible shit with her again this episode your mouth that wide unless someone's paying you for it sorry Maeve. Um, i didn't sleep much last night what are these nightmares you have about you have a dream you're someone else. Thady was in Chicago Hospital Show and I hated her in it. I also heard she was in True Blood, I believe. I have not seen True Blood, but I think some people said uh, some that wasn't she wasn't excellent on True Blood or it wasn't the best use of her abilities. I mentioned it a lot before, but I originally saw her in Gridlock. I haven't really seen her in anything since then. And she impresses the fuck out of me on this show. I say it a lot, but I hope they let her sing on the show somehow because the actress can also sing really well. I was gutted to see Clementine get decommissioned, although Sylvester drilled the opposite nostril to Abernathy. And to connect to what Critch was saying, I think the fact her love for, for Clementine is going to lead her to that place to see all the decommissioned 
hosts and Maeve is going to have a field day trying to recommission some of those for her little group of protecting. Maybe who's the directing in those shows, but she's amazing here. If Delos could replace its workers with androids, slaves, politicians, industrial spies, uh, so close to our Quixote, imagine a terrorist group hacking a politician so close to our reality. Thandy is in Chicago Hospital. I was I was gutted, and it sucks to be Sylvester right now. He's got to feel guilty Clement, killing Clementine, especially with Maeve looking at him, giving the guilty eyes. So Maeve wakes up, starts a day, starts a loop. She tries to probe to see if Clementine has woken up at all. Maeve feels bad for Clem. You can just see it in her eyes. Maeve suddenly becomes aware of Clementine is frozen. All the hosts in Sloan become froze, fro- frozen and a couple of lab techs enter and Maeve pretends to be frozen, but she hears them say, oh, she's over there at the bar. So she grabs the knife to get ready to kill him, which I think answers a question from last week too of could could Maeve have really killed Sylvester and Tweety Bird there? No, Sylvester and Felix. And I think the answer is yes. I think Maeve has, Maeve can absolutely kill people. And I think it was key that she picked up the knife to protect her in that situation. So she... She uh, tenses up as she expecting the text to take her, but instead they grab Clementine and uh, and someone says there must be something bad that she did to grab her in broad daylight. So just amazing look on Maeve's face. The actor is intense as fuck, f- showing all the emotion. Her story just has me pumped. I love when she closes the piano. There's just a little subtle touch as she's walking by, closes the piano, and then, and then just the way the sound, the sound edit right there, bam. We talk a lot about, or I've talked a lot, and people in the live chat have talked a lot about where this show deserves awards when it comes to award season. Sound design, unquestionably. They really know how to, they, they really know how to dress up a sound. <laughs> but, they, but little moments like that, and then all the piano music of the Radiohead songs, and, and just the way everything's fitting in, the Rolling Stone thing that they did with Painted Black, and the theme music, I think... For sound design, this is, that's where it's unquestionably one of the best shows ever at the way that it's orchestrated. It's like they're just setting this guy free, the Game of Thrones guy. They go, ah, go, (laughs) have some fun. And he's having tons of fun. More human than human, more human than human. Good actors, good writing, good visuals, and riveting story. Who knew it all could could all happen together on a television show? Yeah, it really ties the room together, dude. Really ties. Bionic, great to see you in there. Beauty and the Beast looks meh, just saying. Bionic, that song popped into my head too. Bionic, I know uh, you were a fucking trooper, my friend. I know you don't necessarily love this show, but loves being in the live motherfucking chat enough with you guys to be able to jump on in here and share his thoughts and funny comments as well. And and that's what... That's what uh, I know I, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid here and I'm talking about it, but if you hate this show, I want to hear it too. I want to hear I want to hear the email, Phil. Fucking hate Westworld. Fucking sucks. What are you saying? If you feel that way, I want to read it. I love it. I love trying to think what, how other people interpret television and stuff. There's only certain things I see and I go, no. No, no, no. That shit. Two Broke Girls is awful. It fucking sucks. If you watch it, you know it's awful. It's fucking awful. Every time, even when my DVR captures two minutes of it at the end of taping something else, I get pissed off because I become 10% more stupid watching that. But but with anything else besides that show, I want to hear, I, I, I encourage difference, in, difference of opinions. That's pretty much the only one. If you like that, uh, I, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, why do I use? Why am I talking about two broke girls? 
<laughs> the composer for the show is doing a concert in our city, so I want to go. Someone in the live chat is supposed to go, Phil, I'm sorry, I need to leave now. Because I love that. That's my favorite show ever. And no, I could, whether it's your favorite show, I watch things that are horrible, but I have to admit it's horrible. My, I guess my point there is if you think it's good, that's the, that's the problem. People can like bad things. I like horrible television. Horrible. <laughs> the blonde on that show is a decommissioned host. <laughs> so <laughs> then we get the William and Dolores Dolores scene, which I was interested in. I thought it was well acted, and I, I think the performances are great. Probably the not, not I'm not gonna say I didn't like it, but it was probably the thing I was the least interested in that was going on in the episode. But which is interesting for me because of how much Dolores is, I would say in these first three episodes of the series that Dolores was my favorite character. And even in the first like five episodes, and I still think she is. And I don't think they did anything bad in this episode. This was just the storyline that I was a little less interested in. And I think they wanted me to be less interested in it. But just because they show us something in an episode doesn't mean they have to show us every single situation. Again, they missed the man in black in this episode, but we didn't need to see the man in black in this episode. They touched it in Dolores for a second and then moved on to another thing. But this episode was all about the Bernard storyline. You can be about a thing in an episode and not have the whole episode dedicated to it. I will watch things that are horrible, but I admit that they're horrible. The Walking Dead says Tara Chan. I'm not that interested in the romance between William and Dolores, honestly. It's just, I'm more interested... Can I can I play cheesy teams? Uh, no, I, I'm more interested in Teddy and Dolores. They're, to me, the couple that I care about. <laughs> but, uh... But yeah, this was the part of the episode where I was just not quite interested. I, I think the most interesting part of this section is everything to do with William and, and what's his name? I keep, I keep blanking on his name, Lawrence. I think the William and Lawrence stuff in these scenes are my favorite aspect of the moments. So he can't sleep in a train full of explosives. They talk about the maze and why you're going there. And she says that, well... I just want to go. I, I just got to go there. No. What makes you so sure it exists? I'm not. Teddy's too busy dying. Speaking of ill of Dolores, I must protect Dolores. her. Dolores has the face of a skeleton, just like a kid, because they're both Generation One. I think they are both Generation One. Or. Or. Ford has replaced Dolores, and that's why we see the de designs for Dolores in the Ford lab, that the demo for Dolores, maybe maybe Ford's lying about that, and this is a newer model Dolores. That, that definitely could be. Billy needs to go dark already. He bores me. Uh, want to see another interaction with William and Teddy. Teddy is too busy. Yeah, Teddy is too busy dying. So yeah, Billy and her, they go back and forth. What are you looking for? I'm looking for you. They go through a certain part of, the, of section where we see heads on spikes along the train tracks as they're on along their way to Marine and uh, it's dangerous terrain and they're heading into ghost nation territory. And this leaves Dolores and William a lot of time to just talk about their existence and a lot of shit. William tells Dolores that he has a fiance waiting for him at home and Dolores struggles to hold back tears. And he promises that he'll help find the place that she's looking for. 
but then he has to leave. Dolores excuses herself in the next train car so she can cry in private. William falls her and admits that he's pretending the whole his life to have a good life, one that he's always wanted, but after coming here, he's found a life in which he doesn't have to pretend. It's kind of like when I do this podcast. Everything outside in life is me pretending. You all get the fucking, get the most real me for, for good and for bad. So, but after coming here, he found a life. After talking to you guys, I felt no, I'm sorry. Doesn't have to pretend. He doesn't want to go back to pretending in the in and that he just turns around and goes, you know what? I'm not gonna not have sex with the sex with you right now. And he, they start kissing her passionately and they start start playing horizontal mambo. So he's jumping in and he just feels so good to be alive. <laughs> so Ghost Nation is a cool name. It would actually be a really cool name for a band, Ghost Nation. It's uh, the cowboy and the yeah the cowboy Indian battle was fucking great. Buckeye Nation is cooler. This is biotic. Remember Stubbs says Dolores has been completely rebuilt. Also remember Men in Black says he opened up an original William. Cretch, great stuff, great fucking stuff. So okay, so here we go. We one of my favorite scenes in the episode. The look. From the beginning of the scene to the end of this scene on Hopkins's face, people were saying this in the live chat earlier, and I will echo Chamber what you're saying. They basically it was Hopkins going, mm-hmm, "You're dead, you're dead, you're all dead." La da 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 dead, or he's or he's humming to himself, "Bum, I like chicken, I like liver, meow mix, meow mix, please deliver." Whatever he's doing, he's just the look at his face. Uh huh. Just watching this all unfold is incredible. So we meet this, we Clementine's in there with what seems to be a member of the the Q, QA's team, but it's really a host that was set up to be a human, and it's all set up to make Ford and his update look bad and maybe get Bernard to have an opportunity to sell Ford down the river because this has all just been a lead up and Teresa thinks probably Bernard's going to jump on her side right there and say, no, this is Ford's fault to set up the agenda to get pushed forward, start to push forward out. So it kind of backfires when Android Bernard cannot, because of uh, set up for whatever reason, can't speak ill will against Ford too much in this situation or, or Ford just kind of doesn't admit him admit it as Bernard consciousness thought that Ford would in that moment or something, whatever. Ford just sits there and watches the whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. how long can I, how long before I can kill you? How long? What, what time is it? <laughs> Teresa. And we see Clementine go crazy evil, which is a foreshadowing to what Bernard does to Teresa later in the episode. And I think also foreshadowing for the androids going crazy at some point in time and how quickly they can snap and how much power that they have just to kill on a fucking instant there. The William Dolores' love story has all the romance novel beats, pitch perfect, uh, pure lovers wanting to be free. We're heading for tragedy. I agree, Carol. And I think that's part of the beauty of the Dolores character, that she can speak in cliches and speak in an overly cheesy fashion. And it works because of her foundation of what kind of character she is, of the prototypical romance, and the way that we have to always look at things in the way that Logan said this too, that Dolores, in some ways, even if this was normal and wasn't dealing with her own development of of developing consciousness and stuff and sentience, she still might be the type of person that would be sent to someone like Billy to live out the romantic thing because he's someone that's not going to get off on having sex with hookers and shit like that. 
He's going to be fun, whatever, in his own way, but he's going to need the love story. He's going to need to feel like he's saving the damsel to open up and truly have this moment, which is what, on paper, the mission set statement for West Westworld is, this is the place you really are and where you can explore that, explore those moments, like in a big video game or a holodeck program or whatever. Dolores already showed that she doesn't have trouble killing live things, the fly in the first episode. I wonder when they're going to do with that. I have a feeling that William takes the knife to Dolores in the maze, becomes the men in black at that time. <laughs> Love that, Critch. Do you think Bernard was programmed to shrug off concerns of Elsie and other behavioral workers in the beginning of the show? Yes, and just report everything to Ford to further on whatever Ford's agenda is. And I think Ford's agenda was to get to the point where Bernard was reporting and getting close to Elsie. So Elsie and to... I was going to say Teresa, so he could set her up and kill her at any point in time he wanted to. So eventually, the Helmsworth needs to step up in there and shoot Clementine down because she's going to make this move on him, which is very a very fun moment where she just kind of sizes him up. That was a moment where I'm you're start getting the feelings of when these when the androids actually do turn on the humans when she just gives him a look like <laughs> she's about to hiss at him and he shoots her down. Closed up on the smash, smashing of the glass to foreshadow what's going to happen with uh, Teresa later on. So then we get William the next morning with Dolores, and they have some, uh, that was unexpected, but good, you feel bad. And he asks her, she asks him about his wife, and he says it feels so unreal right now. He always thought this place was pandering to the base instincts, but now he realizes it's that you've unlocked something that's in, that it's who you really are. You've unlocked something that's inside of me, he insists. She's, uh... She talks about painting and how it's developing her mind to be more real. Again, this is our two points in the Star Trek jar. This is our Star Trek sort of moment, our Data, our holodeck, our Vic from Deep Space Nine episode when he knows that he's a hologram and he starts, he knows he sings and they're about to leave the holodeck and he goes, could you leave it on for five minutes? I just really want to sing. And he sings what he wants to sing or Data starts painting his own things. It's just more ways of showing Dolores's discovery as a as a, as a I was gonna say as a human as a, as Dolores becoming a real boy. And you guys are so awesome. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. I'm just I'm just looking down in the live chat. You guys are continuing some amazing theories and amazing thoughts about this episode and just this season in general. And if you haven't already and you're in and you're enjoying this discussion, please sh join you. Share your thoughts in the comment section below or in the live chat right now if you're watching us live. Put poor Jesse in his in his grave. Has anyone watched Humans? I keep seeing commercials for it where The Walking Dead was on. It seems like it has some Westworld androids take over the world vibe. Excuse me. Ooh, Ooh Slurpee. <laughs> uh, it's funny you say that, KLC, because I was thinking that last night when I saw the commercials for it. So while they're, while they're sleeping, Dolores drew a landscape. It's really beautiful. So the train stops and they think, and Dolores asks if it is Ghost Nation and they say, no, it's the Confederados and they've staged an ambush. They blast the train full of bullets with that thing we see Teddy using last week. The train opens and a horse goes out with a white flag in the back. The Confederados say, chuckle and say, oh, it's cowardice and it's actually full with nitroglycerin and he, and Lawrence shoots it and it 
and the whole thing explodes and they use this as a chance to escape and the confederados are hot on their trail suddenly the mercenaries are shot through with arrows and ghost nation rides out and slaughters them as they're running away and lawrence starts talking to them both and talking about how they've made it further in this game than their friend ever did and eventually after a while dolores stops and she realizes they're at the place that's the drawing that she made she drew it from her dream now she realizes it's a real place Lawrence wants to go before Ghost Nation catches up with them, but Dolores is done with war. William agrees, and and they leave each other. And the way that William says goodbye to Lawrence is very Men in Blackish. I think he says says something along the lines of, "This is where we part ways, Lawrence." And I'm pretty sure Ed Harris says that to him at some point. This is where we part ways, or, or uses that term. I think that's just it, it's cir- circumstantial, but. You had enough circumstantial twigs into a, a tindery twigs into a, a pile. They might light a fire. I wonder if we will see Logan again. I mean, the host can kill him. I want to build a robot. Dolores presents everything about the. You want Devin wants a Mave. Devin wants a Mave to have some fun with. He wants to build a black robot. After riding a while, Dolores stops, then realizes they're at the place from her drawing she drew from her dream. Elsewhere in the lab, Felix and his female tech are working hard on Maeve when she wakes up, grabs him by the wrist, and he excuses the tech. She's scared for Clementine and wants to find her. Felix is hesitant, but Maeve demands it. And she says, don't fuck with me, Felix. They march to another part of the lab where Sylvester is working on Clementine while Teresa stands watch. He's startled to see Maeve, who's watching over him, but but because the boss is watching, he continues with his job to lobotomize Clementine with the Tyner motorized drill up her nose. That's what I like to put up my nose sometimes, too. So when he is done, and uh, yes, Terry Chan, it's the one and only Devin in the live fucking chat. Devin is an amazing person, huge friend of the show that has gone out of his way to promote us on many occasions when he didn't have to. And... I pay him his $19.95 a month for $19.95. I'll promote you anytime you want, Phil. No, but uh, huge love to Devin and uh, and all he does to help promote the word of the channel. And what if Bernard is actually human pretending to be a robot performance art style? <laughs> that is, uh, I'm actually a robot inside a human, inside a robot. It's, it's a kind of like a Russian doll situation going on. So so when it's done, Sylvester tries to explain why he didn't want to retire Clementine, but it's his job and someone would have had to do it if he didn't. Maeve stews quietly as her rage just builds and builds. She has one more request. She wants Sylvester and Felix to kill Tweety Bird and... Sorry. And get her out of there. Surviving another loop. She's been here before. Basically says that... It's a suicide mission, they say to her. You can't do it. Your skin isn't built to go outside. You just fucking can't do it. Everything inside of you is made for you to stay inside and fuck and and work in that whorehouse. Get your ass back in the whorehouse. But no, but no, 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 no. She says, listen, I've died a million fucking times. I'll die again. I'm great at dying. Today is a good day to die. But she says, I don't care anymore, but if but I know how to kill. That means I know how to kill, and if you don't do what I want. I'm going to cut your fucking throat, bitch. We on the same page? And so they're on the same page. They don't want to get their fucking throat cut. And Maeve is, Maeve has her fingers right up their buttholes and and has these two puppets, these Felix and Sylvester puppets. 
Hi, hi, I'm Felix. I'm Sylvester. I'll do whatever the fuck you want. Yes, Maeve, you want me to lick your butt crack? I'll lick your butt crack. Yes, I will. I'll oil you. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Felix is a fembot too. Why else would he be practicing programming? He's a plant we do all along. Bernard's actually Andy Kaufman. Tony is the yeah, This is his next Tony Clifton like situation. <laughs> How many times have you died? Millions of times. Okay, so the pair. Then we get into my favorite part of the episode. Bernard confronts Teresa about how he, how the whole show is a sham, but it was an obvious sloppy human intervention into the code. He also knows that she was the one sending the data to the via satellite, and she's real sorry about that. Bernard goes, "I don't fucking care about that. There's something deeply wrong with the hosts, and there's some kind of connection between the repetition and memory." Teresa's concerned for her well-being in the park's guests, and that's she says, "I just uh, all I care." It's, it's like when someone catches you in a lie. And you tell them you don't care. They're like, I don't care. But they just keep apologizing for it. Hey, no, 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 you don't get it. I'm sorry. You don't get why I, d I don't care that you, f you know, or it happens. You had sex with uh, my girl, my ex-girlfriend. I don't care. Well, well, you know, I am. So I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, we're, we're together. I, I moved in. I'm where we're I don't care. Well, I'm really, really sorry. No, shut the fuck up. I give a shit because you're a whiny little bitch. that won't shut up and having to rationalize to make your fucking self feel better. I don't want to fucking hear it anymore. Shut up. It's not that it actually bothers you, but so it's, so she just keeps going. I'm so sorry. I'm so fucking sorry. I meant I would lick Tessa Thompson's butt crack. Felix, Felix is a fembot. How many times have you died? Every robot dies. Not every true. Every robot dies. Not every robot truly loves, lives. So I was trying to do my best uh, Mel Gibson from Braveheart. Can Felix uh, just slide all the characters that? Yeah, can Felix slide just slide all her characteristics down so she can pro can't properly hold a knife and be stupid as bricks? I wondered about that in the last episode. Couldn't you have just taken? Oh, you want to fucking blackmail me? Oh, looks look like look who's all ones now. Hey, this podcast is brought to you by Audible. <laughs> Felix could program Maeve to blow bubbles in her mashed potatoes if you wanted to. Set the faders low. Yes, if I was Felix, since I'm a weenie, says Tara Chan, I'd go along and then when she's she's up, I'd yeah, I'd report it. Psychologists say when you put in about to be murdered situation, always smile and laugh to throw the attacker off. It fucks with their mind. Yeah, it makes them feel so comfortable, especially if you want to give them the most horrible feeling possible. So Bernard makes her feel as comfortable as possible, and I think all of this set up by Ford to, through Ber the Bernard thing is to make Teresa's death as horrible as possible and Ford loves it. So ultimately this all leads to Bernard telling telling Teresa about the house that he found and all the and that Bern and that Ford and that they need to go there and Teresa he wouldn't let Ford destroy all their work and that they're on the same page here. So they go down, they come up, they come down the elevator and they come out in the park. Bernard talks, takes her into the cabin, which is Ford's family. Teresa's confused. The house didn't appear in any park surveys, in which Bernard points out that most surveys are done by the hosts who are programmed to ignore this place. So inside, there's no immediate sides of anyone, human or host, living in there. And uh, Teresa suggests what's behind this door. And right at that moment, Bernard turns and says, what door? Right in that moment, I think the audience knew what was about to happen, but it was an incredibly fucking awesome and horrifying reveal just from thinking about it from the standpoint of, holy shit, this, she's, at least I thought in that moment, holy shit, she's dead. She's fucking dead. 
Your family is dead. Burned to the ground. It is fucked up. So the... Let's see. Every every robot dies. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to scroll up. Confu yeah, can, can, come on. Can you just slide them down? Great to see you, the Papa Saw podcast. Welcome to the motherfucking chat. Great episode. So... They run downstairs, they start to head downstairs, and there's no immediate sign that anyone human or lost is living there. Teresa suggests they're what's behind the door. What door? The door leads them downstairs where they find a remote diagnostic lab that Ford and Arnold used when the park was in beta. But Arnold, but Arnold, but Bernard didn't know it was there. The technology here is much newer though as they see one of the 3D printing machines. And you can see you could build a new host there, but it would just take a, a little longer than it would take up in the main labs. Bernard realizes that Ford's been making new hosts there and not telling anybody. Teresa flips through some blueprints, including one prototype of a new Dolores, and flips through some more, and she sees something, the audience doesn't see it, and she goes, what the fuck is this? And the audience finally gets to see what it is, and it in fact is a Bernard design. And right in that moment, Ford enters the room, and I'm going to play all of this, or a big bunch of this, because it's, it's worth fucking listening to. Ford says... We protect them from anything that can harm them. And now Anthony Hopkins is about to slip off his pants, take out his... I I just stuck my, stuck my dick into you and you made you like it. Or I stuck my dick into your fucking mouth and you liked it. Or I, what the fuck does he ever say? He basically horrifies the whole situation to the whole audience and says, Guys, I'm going to show you who, the, who I really am here. And I love it. I love seeing Anthony Hopkins play evil. And this is about as evil as he as he has gotten so far in the show. Directly, directly menacing as shit. I've spared them that. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. What's that door again? What door are you talking about? Hodor. What door? Hodor. Hodor. That's that should have been the line. Uh, what about do you see this door? What door? And she goes, Hodor! Hodor! <laughs> Look at that. Are blissful. In a way, their existence is... Oh, th thank you, KLC. He just... This is what Anthony Hopkins says to the audience right here. Guys, I just slid my dick down your throat and you thanked me for it. To the entire collective audience. Pure of an Afraid of the burden of self-doubt. I think she'll be back, Ahmed. I don't understand. Wake up, buddy. You're a fucking monster. Am I? Yeah. You were the one who would so blithely destroy all of them. Even him, I suppose. After everything you have shared. What the hell are you talking about? that one and it's just Did you tell him to the intimacies were your idea if you will recall i think bernard was glad of the company i'm not one i can't be my wife lord edard says i peed a little bit when the bernard reveal came through <laughs> i'm bummed that a cute es escort is lobotomized uh, but yeah like i said i think she's gonna be back My son, they're real. I was a father. My poor boy. 
That's enough, Bernard. Oh. Mustn't get yourself worked up. Mustn't get yourself worked up. Emotionally. How I wish when shit got bad, I could do that. <laughs> I read the theory once. That the human intellect was like peacock feathers. Just an extravagant display intended <laughs> to attract a maze. You know when Ford starts talking about peacock feathers that you're about to get fucking peacocked right in your fucking head. All of our literature, a bit of Mozart, William Shakespeare, Michelangelo, and the Empire State Building. Just an elaborate mating ritual. Maybe it doesn't matter that we have accomplished so much. Quixote always. <laughs> for the basis. Always keeping it classy. But of course, the peacock can barely fly. It lives in the dirt, pecking insects out of the muck, consoling itself with its great beauty. I have come to think of so much of consciousness as a burden, of a weight, and we have spared them that. Yes, we have. Anxiety, self-loathing, guilt. It's just such a long, seductive threat, and he's just waiting for her. Honestly, I think he's just going, and he's one of those people that would just keep talking. Uh, I, know, I know some other people like that that will just keep talking until someone stops them, and I think he was just waiting for her to start to make her move to leave, just so he could give Bernard the command to go. So he just keeps going. Free. Free. Yeah. Thank you, and Lord Eddard Stark. <laughs> but he's not under your control. Does she really believe that? Seriously? Are you that dumb, Teresa, in this moment that you think that he wouldn't- He brought me here yeah. to show me this. And I know this is an awesome reveal and the way this comes through too is great, but ultimately Teresa- seems smarter to me in this moment that she would realize that if Bernard's under control and everything that she's seen earlier, like when he shows her that he has control over every single host. But but I guess she was was manipulated by them being that close, sexually, emotionally, whatever. So she she just believed in Bernard. She believed that they had a connection because right until the end here, she's she's saying to Bernard, no, 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 stop. It's me. It's me. And, and it just doesn't matter. You know, she just doesn't realize it. It's it's she's probably just in denial, which I probably would be, too, in this moment, too. If, if someone someone said suddenly something to Stephanie and she turned on me and started choking me out, I'd be like, come on. Are you, are you OK? OK, commands. Uh, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Wait, wait, stop, 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 stop. I'd probably be saying stop while I'm being stabbed to death. Just be like, is this really happening? No. He brought you here because I asked him to. I'm going to tell my professor that he he's all peacock feathers in his position to just attempt to fuck his female students. Thank you, Ford. You've been very loyal for many years. The time running this place. As Critch says, she was an arrogant corporate beast. Very hard to think of yourself caught in a rat trap. Insane little kingdom is over. You've been playing God for long enough. I simply wanted to tell my story. It was you people who wanted to play God with your little undertaking. Do you really think Westworld parried by Python? This? Do you think Westworld could attach Ned? <laughs> I, I think this thing's could be done. The board will do nothing. 
Our arrangement is too valuable to them. They test me. The board doesn't. I, I think they enjoy the sport. You think the board's gonna bail you out? You're still, you're still thinking you're making out of this thing, all right? This time they sent you. Me too, Papa Saw. I'd be right fucking behind you, holding on and dragging you down because I'm holding on to you while we both run away. Sadly, in order to restore things, the situation demands a blood sacrifice. Yeah! Arnold and I designed every part of this place. Yes, 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 yes. Do you really think I would let you take it from me? Is this what happened to Arnold? Oh my god, fuck! Oh my fucking Rainbow Bright! Oh my fucking Ninja Turtles! Oh fuck! Stick it in! Stick it in, Ford! Touch me! Like, Ford, Ford, you drive me goofy, Ford. Thank you, Ford. Oh, hit everybody. This fucking podcast, this fucking show is out of the fucking world. Some people think my park might tune like this, but it's not going to happen. Fuck. This show makes me fucking nuts. Yeah. Could you help her out here? What was the line that he says? I missed it. I missed it, but I have it written down somewhere. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Can you help our guest? No. 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 Yes. Yes. Oh, it's happening. Fuck. What the? Sorry, I, sorry. I'm reliving. I'm reliving the event through the audio right there. But it's in order to restore things requires a blood sacrifice. He explains. Arnold and I designed this place. It was our dream. Do you think I let you take it away? She backs off. Tries to use her phone. No signal. He asks Bernard for help there to help their guest, and uh, he takes off the jacket. So calm. Well played by the actors. All three of them killed it in this scene. And I agree with someone was saying earlier. I think it was Carol. Definitely a, one of those award-winning type scenes that are happening on the show. It was just intense as hell. Full, full on, as they say, as some people say. I, I, I can't even say anything for anyone that's listening to the audio version of this podcast. I visually, emotionally showed how I feel during that scene, what was going on. It just had me all over the place. Just watching it all pan out and watching... The look on her face through the whole time thinking that she was going to get out of that alive, not thinking until the very end, until Bernard starts approaching her or until the cell phone doesn't work. That was the moment where she finally realizes she's fucked and she doesn't, she doesn't think she's in super trouble till then. Her blood sacrifice is really the start of it. That's the, oh, fuck. You heard that? Okay, then the phone not working, and then Bernard coming towards her. She still was in denial for a moment. And then, whap, salami across the face, bam. And the look on her face like, 
uh, blah, 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 <laughs> and the feeling of some people in the audience watching that, uh, blah, 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 and it just all comes together as all planned. Ford, Ford loves it when a plan comes together. That is our episode seven of Westworld. We have three motherfucking more of these amazing episodes to go, and I'm convinced that these last three are going to be great. I'm still nervous just because of how hyped I am up on this show that I don't know if it's reached unnatural levels that there's nowhere to go but down from here. Like, can they really bring me up further? Can they tickle my bum hole even more? Can they make me feel that special in these last three episodes? I'm gambling on that they can. So let's jump in the live chat before we call it a fucking stream. Finally, they scammed those damn students out. I can hang out now. Biotic, he showed her tough love. Phil, you either celebrated with Dax Wharf. What a shock. <laughs> I know that was funny. That's, that's the one I chose, right? Oh, but but no, if you, re if, you, if you look at my celebration, I was doing this. Dax is working the chest. You know, I was hugging the Klingon because he's fuzzy and stuff. And I like it kind of rough. But, uh, but, but Dax was working the insides there, so. Women do blood sacrifices every month. <laughs> What's that old joke? Uh, I don't trust anything that bleeds for seven days and doesn't die. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just like Clementine. The impact of their head. Damn, it's impeccable villain reveal. Damn, it's too good. Ford is the three-eyed raven of Westworld. He's omnipresent. Terry Chan, love this show. Can't wait till next week. See you Sunday for The Walking Dead. Can't wait to get Joe back for some rants on Sunday. My hype is very real for this, says Freddy. Man, three more is not enough. I suspect the cliffhanger at the end of the season is all the decommissioned androids in a cooling cell are going to start moving. Yes, I do think that the White Walkers are going to march on the wall at the end of the season. I think that's absolutely one of our... I think Maeve is going to be our push through to next season, whereas the Dolores Maze story part is all going to be our conclusion of this one's of the first season. I think... The end of the season, the lead to the next stuff is going to be dealing with Maeve and re-grabbing Clementine and her escape into the world. So did Ford hear about the blood sacrifice from Charlotte, from surveillance, or from Hector's feed? Is he going to be doing Charlotte, doing Charlotte if she's not really his mole? I'm guessing she's his mole. That's my take on it. But a couple people have speculated that she, he was listening through Hector. I think, again, this show does a good job of crossing its legs and dotting its bum holes no crossing its eye crossing its t's and dotting its eyes in the sense that i think it's set up for either either way it wouldn't surprise me if it was any of those things i'm only going by seeing the preview for next week which i shouldn't do do that where you see her in the same room i think as ford looking at the dead body where i think maybe she was culpable on some level of it or at least is not going to matter but i think it makes the most sense that he was probably monitoring uh through hector or just just has her has Teresa on constant monitoring like can can track any word she says ever because Bernard implanted something while they were having sex inside her so he could track her and and listen to everything he says I mean I'm taking this a few steps further but if Ford designed Bernard and he sent her to go have sex with Teresa and get her off balance and know exactly everything she knows and be on that plan he could have had Bernard implant something into her very easily in the precarious positions that they both were both were in. Later, KLC. Talk to you soon, my good buddy. Westworld needs to make a chubby gun in dreadlocks for Joe's amusement. 
Creech says, Hale might get remade, but if she turns out to be Arnold's grandchildren, Ford may spare her. Awesome, Daniel. Congratulations, buddy. Uh, or no, uh, funny fail on Instagram that got a thousand subs. Excellent. Lots of love to, to that. So I think that's a good as time as any to call this a stream. So everybody, thank you so much. And if you have enjoyed this podcast or enjoyed this live stream and you have not already, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. I'd like to thank all of you guys for all your awesome comments and pushing the discussion going with Westworld. It's, it's, I think where people mistake, it's not that the show is like Game of Thrones. It's a completely different show. I think the people that are finding comfort or finding fun in this as a not a replacement as a as something or as as something that look forward to the future after Game of Thrones ends or just to fill that void that's being missed from the Game of Thrones stuff since a lot of the speculation of that is coming through spoilers right now so the speculation isn't quite as fun to do right now simply for me anyways simply because it's written on a page right now that I haven't read the whole page I read part of it and I'm like okay all that's basically everything everyone's talking about with that Whereas Westworld fills that void for the tinfoil hat expression to theories of just speculating and theory crafting about the world. And I think that's where it fills that void. It's not a, it's not a similarly produced program. It's completely different uh, on a multitude of ways. But what makes it similar is in the way that it inspires discussion like something I haven't seen ever again. I think that's part of what... what is so fun about it and some other shows what might not be because when things are too obvious it's like oh yeah that happened or that happened people like to bitch and moan about stuff and people don't hang out at a water cooler anymore and talk about stuff they talk in they talk in online or they talk in groups or whatever people want to talk about shit they want to analyze shit they want to dig in deep to shit where they watch thing they, they want to dig really deep in hey what you do with your dog is your own personal problem phil but i think this show really does fill that void to dig deep with speculative theories and it also fills a lot of just fun voids it knows the proper amount of fucking crude crude shit to add to of just like funny action stuff that happens fun nudity both male and female fun nudity it's just there's a lot of good stuff happening on this show from a lot of different points that it hits you in it doesn't just hit you in that deep great awesome show it's also funny it's also great action the suspense sorry the suspense on this show is incredible it just builds you up so fucking much and this was the last two episodes specifically with what happened with elsie and now what happened with uh with bernard and Teresa on their whole situation just but the show constantly remains to be funny it has it has enough one-liners or moments in there or action scenes to keep it light and give you answers. Terry Chan was saying this earlier, and I was saying it too. The show fucking gives you answers. It doesn't just it doesn't just jerk you off or get you to the point where you're about to come. And I was just doing the shocker, getting to that point and not finish you off. It actually finishes you off and then gets you excited again to want to do some more stuff later in that evening. That's how good of a fucking lover this show is. So, what will I do with my last three hours at work? Phil, can we extend this fucking podcast a little longer, asshole? And if... (laughs) 
R plus L equals Arnold. Stay classy, San Diego. Good night. Great show, Phil. I've gone from fanboy to fangirl dressing like a Ford. Help me. What's going on? And we'll let, we'll let Critch have the last word there because that's fucking hilarious. Uh, everybody, thank you so much. I will be back next week to talk about some more Westworld. And I might be back on Thursday evening for a sort of a surprise anything goes issues program kind of podcast where I'll take questions about anything. So here we go. I will, uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Later. Do you know what's ridiculous? I keep doing this move a lot. Ah! One of these days. And I hope it's sooner than later because it would be really funny. <laughs> I'm going to jump up like that and I'm going to come down. And the chair is going to break. <laughs> this is a garage sale chair. It's already shitty. It's, uh, it's had a lot, of, a lot of hours, a lot of hours with my fat ass sitting on it. And, I, and I'm jumping up like that. One of these moments, it's just going to go crash. And I hope all of you can be watching at that time. So if you haven't subscribed for any other reason, subscribe for the future of me falling on my ass. <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you, Claudio. That means a lot to me.